It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is uh, Michael Adams. Something about the truth, one man's journey to find it. And it is June the 5th, 2015. Seem to have gotten the recording issues solved, hopefully. So if anybody wants to hear the last three recordings, you certainly can listen to them or download them. So. Anyways, this is called uh, The Origin of Dispensational Futurism. Uh, I'll be doing a reading from something that was mass emailed to me from um, uh, branddesignexposed.com. Walter. Walter Stickle, he sent it, not to me personally, but to a bunch of people. Better look at it, and it's written, it's just uh, Origin of the Dispensational Futurism and its Entry into Protestant Christianity, written by, written and compiled by H.C. Martin, 33 Elizabeth Street, Park, uh, NSW, 2870, 3rd edition, 1973. Anyways, <clears throat> uh, kudos needs to go out to Walt, you know he's rejected me over the, the Sabbath issue. Doesn't want it to be for, be my friend or do anything with me or communicate with me, as he says. And uh, he's said on the show so. <laughs> with uh, with uh, York. Of course, I know who he was talking about. He didn't say me specifically, but I know this because he hasn't been responding to my Skype. So, but what can you do about it? It still doesn't mean that this isn't worthy of reading. And what can I do if everyone and their mother rejects me? So. I can't help that when I haven't really done anything wrong. It would be interesting so down the road here, too, is maybe reading Dave McKayo's work on the Sabbath and how it revolves around the lunar calendar. And if people are really serious about keeping the Sabbath, then they're going to have to come to terms with that and start doing that. And it's nothing to do with the Saturday or Sunday. The whole That whole issue of whether the Sabbath is Saturday or Sunday is totally bogus. Come straight from Rome. But before we get started, we'll look at uh, Yahoo.com headlines. Uh, headline number one: New, the new Pope mobile is a freaking Hyundai or Hyundai, a die, something like that. H Y U N D A I. And. Um, uh, I gotta recharge my battery. I gotta fill that up. Um, shoot, brush it uh, now. Oh, well, we got this going, so we got to keep it going. This is a uh, Jello, Jalopnik, something. It was Pope Francis, A.K.A. quote, cool and quote Pope Francis. Uh, 
is known uh, for such courageous exploits as saying evolution is real. That's not courageous at all. They took any courage there. They created Jesuits great evolution, and they're pushing their false doctrine and evolution. So there's no nothing courageous about that. And generally, just making stuff up, but also for preaching a lot about humility. Of course, their definition of humility, which is basically humility when it comes to the Jesuits, means that it's um, you obey and follow them and everything that they say and be humble about it because we know what's best. That's what humility is in their mind. And you'll find that, for, whether it's from Alcoholics Anonymous all the way through uh, uh, university system and etc., the sciences. The uh, almost finds of the enormous Bronze Age axes in Denmark. Wow. Uh, not very much. Here you go, the Vatican once again. Uh, what is this little thing? Uh, a Bosnian town believes in a miracle. Accord or not, Bosnian town believes it's a miracle. It's something to do with the Virgin Mary. It's amazing. Uh, well, let's um, maybe we'll look a little at this uh, idolatry and its finest. Oh yeah. By the way, there's also another more out there about the uh, sex scandal, the pedophile sex scandal going on in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Minnesota with the um, the priests, the high priests of Satan. Right there. High probability of being knights and molten on top of it. Wonderful stuff. It says Bosnia Herzegovina, and then I guess the name you pronounce, I don't know, but it says Med Jugorji, AFP, for believers, the Bosnian town of Med Jugorji um, is as sacred as the Lord's or Fatima, a place where the Virgin Mary appeared to children that decades on has become a huge pilgrimage site. Now, that is in idolatry, and not only that, you know, this whole thing about the Mother of Heaven, this uh, Columbus, Columbia, uh, the Virgin Mary, and Fatima, uh, it's just straight out of well, it's Witchcraft and Satanism. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. Makes a lot of people upset, but prove me wrong. It's not found in the Bible. <clears throat> uh, uh, head of the Pope Francis visit uh, to the uh, capital, Sarajevo. Jova. I'm not saying it right, am I? Sarajevo, something like that. Sarajevo. I'm not saying it right. Anyways, I'm going to move on. On Saturday, the Catholics who flocked to this small town hope the Vatican may finally recognize its controversial shrine as it does the official one in ones in France and Portugal. Uh, pilgrims praying aloud climb the steep rocky hill in Bosnia South where the Madonna is said to have, quote, appeared in a, quote, 
to six adolescents in 1981 and continues to, quote, appear, end quote, to one of them daily. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, though he considered, considered a, a gift, 50-year-old Ivan Drag, yeah, Civic, something like that, a teenager when the first vision occurred, says he has carried a, quote, heavy responsibility for 34 years, end quote. <clears throat> quote, believe me, it is not easy. It is not simple to be with the Virgin every day, <laughs> to speak with her every day. End of quote. He said, quote, after each meeting with her, I find it difficult to return to reality of this world, end of quote. Hmm. He, but even if the Pope says nothing during his visit, the drag, drag uh, civic, Pacific, something like that, and others, believers, faith in the Bajorigi, <laughs> uh, quote, miracle, end quote, will remain unshaken. A work of God. We do not, we, we don't need to rush anything. Father uh, Marinko Sakata chaplain of St. James the parish of the church in this town here we feel that this is the work of God that God wants it when the place is recognized well it does not depend on us it's, it's not part of our duty and so they got this big statue of Mary there surrounded by a gate and um people adoring it and worshiping it and saying their prayers to it. It's really quite pathetic what has happened to us. Each year, about one million pe uh, people visit Medjugorje, some 25 kilometers, 16 miles southwest of Monstar, Monster, and not far from the Croatian border compared to four to six million who visit Lourdes. Even Bosnians, the 1990s war did not stop pilgrims from coming. And of course, if you look at that war, that was just Jesuit uh, uh, Roman Catholic Inquisition, so imagine that. That still went on. It's not that amazing, really, when you think about it. Um, for locals, the religious tourism has been like manna from heaven, bringing prosperity in a poor, broken country where Catholics make up 10% of its population of 3.8 million. Guest houses and small hotels have cropped up over the years, and numerous small shops do a busy trade in souvenirs, including homemade brandy and bottles marked with a, the Virgin. <laughs> plaster statues of Mary, icons, and rosary beads. Well, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about the money, yeah? This religion is. Uh, near St. James, the pilgrim prays on his knees before the stone statue of the Virgin as a large square behind the church packed 
with faithful from all over the world ahead of the evening prayers, wearing a white shirt and speaking calmly. Uh, drag, drag, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, Draggy Civic, something like that, uh, describes the gathered pilgrims, the first meeting on June, 20, June 24th, 1981, with the one who called herself the, quote, Queen of Peace, end quote. I tell you what, that queen of peace, wherever she goes, there seems to be an awful lot of death. I guess this would be rest in peace to me, like rest in the death in this death cult. Quote, the virgin has a great dress, white veil, blue eyes, pinkish cheeks, black hair. Wow. Wow, he's got it all down. And she's floating on a cloud and has a crown of stars, he says. Wow, it's just amazing. And the six witnesses, all of whom had had repeated, quote, appearances, end of quote, are backed by local Franciscan priests, including Father Sakuta, but the local clergy involvement has been in a thorn in the side of the Bosnian Catholic Church officials. Bishops have uh, criticized the Franciscan priests who manage the uh, parish and the Authenticity of the Virgin's visitations was divided, has divided Bosnian Catholics. Wow. Is that what it takes? <clears throat> I, Wary Vatican finally set a commission in 2010 to examine the reported sightings, though they concluded their report on January uh, 2014. Nothing has been officially announced. Well, To me, it sounds all satanic, but uh, to, I guess to other people, they might find it wonderful, I guess. Something like having Satan visit you, I guess. It really brings faith to you. Good grief. Uh, in his dark brown robe, uh, rope belts and sandals, Sakata says the Medjugorje Events are a continuation of Marian visions recognized by the Vatican, and Mary conveyed all that in a message to one of the six witnesses. Quote, the Virgin said, What I began in Fatima and Lourdes, I will complete in <laughs> Medjugorje. Well, that's just amazing. I Wow, how wonderful that is. How amazing. I'm sorry if I sound cynical. Then, uh, you know, I'm accused of it quite a bit. But, you know, the truth of the matter is I'm cynical, and I'm very cynical about this stuff. It makes me kind of lose hope and humanity and just my... <laughs> Good grief. Well, this has got to be headline news. You know, this is important stuff. You can't, you can't miss this stuff. You got to know this. What this, what's going on over there in Bosnia? And now, uh, Mary, the image of uh, some, <laughs> a lot of people feel this it's Satan himself, uh, is visiting these people on a regular basis. At least that's what they say. 
how easy it is to be brainwashed. Anyways, um, I think if you want to learn more, you can go to that uh, yahoo.com. And you can certainly go to the AP. And where is this at? AF or AFP, whatever. I'm not interested. So, is there anything else worth looking at the headlines before we get started in this reading? Uh, Let's see. Salt Lake Tribune Gallery. Wester to his new flock. I can't believe you're a bishop unless I am one with you. Archdiocese covers the northern two-thirds of New Mexico, except northwest corner, and is comprised of hundreds of parishes and missions. Yeah! Oh, by the way, did you catch that in my previous recordings about how uh, the Archdiocese in the United States, they have 33 of them in the United States. Not 50, like you think, you know, because you have 50 states. Uh, not, you know, 35 or 20 or something. It has to be 33. And by the way, the 32nd one is in Washington, D.C., and the 33rd one is for the military. And yes, once again, um, there will be... Um, the uh, the head high priest of the cult of death in Roman Catholicism will be coming and visiting this country on the 23rd of September. First visiting to the White House, named after a Jesuit priest, and then having the first time ever recorded history of this quote-unquote country. And a joint session of both Congress and Senate where the Pope will address his uh, uh, well-established, well uh, under the arm of Rome and the Jesuits' government. Uh, and then, of course, then he has to go to his international government called the UN with its flat world map. And then, of course, then he's going to strut his stuff in Philadelphia the city of brotherly love and its connections, symbolically, probably with Freemasonry and with uh, Protestantism to, to let people know, yeah, we really do run this country. Yeah, we do live in a Jesuit country. You never lived in a Christian country. You live in a Jesuit slash Roman Catholic country. And just to rub... Salt and the wounds will have a Supreme Court. Uh, the judges on the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court justices, the nine there for our nation, uh, six are, are Roman Catholics and three are Jews. So, uh, if there's nothing, I can't think of anything that's more symbolic of how the world really is being controlled and run <laughs> than that. So. Yes, religion is a very big part of this world, whether you believe in it or not, whether you believe in God or not, it makes a zero difference. Oh, yeah, earlier today we had this article, 13 stars who are taller than you might think, suggest. 
32. I wonder why they chose 23 of of uh, September. I guess if you divide nine by three, uh, that's two threes. You put the three in front of the two, that's thirty-two. You put the and then the other three in front of the three of the twenty-three. You got thirty-three. So thirty-two and thirty-three. Well, it's very uh, symbolic, isn't it? Of the Jesuit-controlled Freeman Masonic country that we have the privilege of living in. Now, let's go to the, the origin of dispensational futurism and its entry into uh, Protestant church or Christianity. Today, my Protestants, this is once again, it's from H.C. Martin, and I guess it was in 1973, correct, should go to, once again, Walt Stickle, our grand design exposed. He flat out rejected me over the silliest of things that the Sabbath is on a Saturday when it was based on the lunar calendar and nothing to do with the Gregorian calendar, and therefore he's been duped again, my friend. How oh, I don't want that to be, but I don't have a choice in the matter. The truth is, if you're going to follow the Sabbath, you need to follow it on the lunar calendar. I would love to have somebody like uh, uh, Nikato. Um, which you can find you can find his work at uh, christianitypolice.org and time deception and um, you discover a lot about the, the the true Sabbath and how either Jew or Gentile at this point the average person is actually keeping it for what it's worth Okay, um, today many Protestants have departed from the Christian interpretation of the prophecy of the book of Revelations and many other passages in the Word of God. Church history has not left us in ignorance concerning the dispensational interpretation of the book of Revelations. Every Protestant should know and spread the following startling facts. Scholarly Dean Henry Alford, 1870, informs us that the future school of prophecy can be traced to the Jesuit Rivera in 1590 A.D. It was invented for evil purposes, e.g. to protect the papacy and to confuse Protestants as the true meaning of, of the revelation. This scheme is not to be commended for obvious reasons. The great reformers opened Revelation chapter 17 and 18 to all Europe and showed the people the great whore and the scarlet woman with disastrous results to the papacy. The book of Revelation, God told, excuse me, in the book of Revelation, God told, or foretold, exposed and denounced the works and doctrine of the great apostate ecclesiastical system, which would rise out of and succeed the wreckage of the pagan Roman Empire. By the way, it also says that in Revelation 13. There's people who left my show who were great viewers, 
one person, oh, well, three in particular, because I would not agree that they say that Revelation 13 is the United States, it has anything to do with the United States. I still, to this day, insist that we are part of the Roman Empire. We're not some separate, autonomous nation acting on its own behest. But the fact is that we are just serving Rome. We are uh, the military branch of Rome, and uh, the Rome were a very useful tool in many ways, whether through the entertainment, the Hollywood, uh, all the the sorcery that comes out of this country. But uh, we are not in control. We're not the ones, that's a great empire that they would like this make us to be. We're part of a great empire, the Western civilization, the Roman Empire. And the fact of the matter is that if you really study uh, Revelation 13 and get out of the uh, Seventh-day Adventist that was manipulated, controlled, obviously, through Freemasonry, if that was the case, and then obviously it was controlled by the Jesuits because the Jesuits controlled Freemasonry, that this whole thing about blaming America as the image of the beast, when clearly, from my studies, if you go back and listen to the reformers, many of the commentators of the 18th, 19th century, they all knew it to be the papacy itself as the image of the beast. Uh, the priest class, the clergy, the Jesuits at this point. But because I stood my ground on that, people, well, do not want to be associated with me anymore, who it was really strange. Because it based my opinion, not on my own opinion, but people who have really spent a lifetime researching it, who uh, are followers of Jesus Christ and not of some organization. Just goes to show you how whacked out we are at this point in this country. All of us. No one's exempt from the delusion that we're all under. So, anyways, where we go with this? Okay, yeah. So the general ecclesiastical, uh, the apostate ecclesiastical system, which would rise out and succeed the wreckage of the pagan Roman Empire, and this apostate system was papal Rome. The, Ro- the Roman world had been ruled by paganism until the 4th and 5th century AD, but now a change was destined to come to pass, this newfound power being clearly uh, symbolized in the Book of Revelations as a religious power by saying that it would be seen sitting in the temple of God. That is to say, it is in the church itself swaying the lives of men and nations and ruling with great power from a self-appointed pinnacle which had set up which had set up Second Thessalonians chapter 2. This papal power was to emerge after the Roman Empire was removed and would continue until it would be, quote, consumed by the spirit of his mouth and destroyed by the brightness of his coming. And quote. Second Thessalonians two eight. 
As the darkness of the Middle Ages thereafter began to be lightened by the hard-won labors of the Reformation, all of the Reformers, without exception, believed and taught that Papal Rome filled exactly every detail foretold concerning this new religious entity and was therefore this apostate and antichrist power which while purporting to be the only true church of Christ was actually fighting against him and how anybody can be blinded by that well it only means because they didn't want to seriously look or they are part of the this Babylonian anti-Christian apostate false Christian system if you will this and it's more than just Roman Catholicism, it's all its other churches. And yes, even Islam, it turns out, the connections with Rome and how Rome created Islam to deal with Jews and um, true Bible believing Christians. I wouldn't be surprised in a day that this country is as some role and the uh, uh, crushing and the demise of the papacy itself. So that's <clears throat> foretold in the Bible, apparently. When this devastating exposure became revealed from the scriptures themselves, the first reaction of papal Rome was to try to destroy the Bible. They thus gathered all the early English Bibles they could lay their hands on and had public burnings of them. One of these ceremonies was conducted by Bishop Tunshill in A.D. 1530 at Paul's Cross, London, when William Tinsdale's English translation of the New Testament was burnt publicly. However, when this endeavor eventually proved fruitless, they began to massacre and burn at the stake the living witnesses of the truth, two of the most notable of whom were Bishop Riley and Latimer, who were burnt alive at Oxford in 1555 A.D. during uh, Catholic Mary's reign. Catholic Mary's reign. Oh, gosh. When it was seen that both these drastic measures failed to stem the incoming tide, of the truth of the kingdom of God on earth, the only procedure remaining to the papal system was to endeavor to uh, misinterpret all such verses of scripture which foretold and condemned its system-making condemnation condemnation contained in these verses appear to fall, um, if possible, on some other party instead of themselves. This endeavor, however, produced two opposing schools of thought, even within their own ranks. One of these schools is known as Preterus, the Preterus. Um, uh, Preterus declared that the Antichrist power of Scripture had already come and gone, being fulfilled in, in a Roman Emperor Vespers, uh, Emperors Vesperian and Titus, when he had attacked the Jews, ransacked Jerusalem, destroyed the temple, slaughtered over 
one million people, apparently it was 1.2 or 3 million Jews in 70 AD, and then the rest of them were sent into slavery and sent and scattered throughout the world. Then there's futurists. And this is just brilliant Hegelian dialect. Uh, a Praterist futurist. That's your two choices, and what will be the synthesis and all that? Hmm, what is the synthesis and all that? You get two choices, and then what the final choice would be what? Well, just come back to Rome. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Come back to the New World Order, which is the Old World Order. Oh, dang. Yeah, you can get a good job. Uh, make more money, uh, join some one of our secret societies like Freemasonry or Knights of Columbus or Knights of Malta, etc. Whatever it may be, it doesn't really matter. As many Opus Day, uh, uh, it just goes on and on and on, you know. And by being connected with us and being one of us, we'll make sure that connections will happen. If you're not one of us, well, then you're going to be like Michael Adams, a nobody in the world. You might have Jesus, and I do have Jesus, but you won't have the things of this world, and guess what, I'm all right with that. But for those who don't know Christ, and like most of my life, not knowing him, I wasn't all right with it. It's only now that I know Christ and have a faith in, in Jesus Christ and who he says he is, and that he's the answer, and no um, man-made religion... 666, Latino man, number of the beasts, the religion of man, is going to sway me otherwise. Because all they have to offer are trinkets, uh, ceramic statues, and bottles of what? Uh, up out hard liquor with the picture of Mary on it. Thanks. And if that doesn't work, then there's drugs, heroin, you know, whatever, um, and death, and wars, and servitude, and slavery, and endless searching and never coming to the truth. But you know what? We all have a big smile on our face. We can really judge a man by their continents, can we? Not really, can we? How many of us have been fooled by the smiling grin of a man? Or a woman, for that matter. When are we suckers for a smile? How did that happen? Okay. The other school known as futurists, uh, as the futurists, said that the great power must be future... And be in the future teaching that it would not appear until the second advent of Jesus Christ, the originator of the second in, a, a erroneous thesis was the Spanish Jesuit priest Francisco Ribera. In fifteen ninety, let's see, something's not right. I just this article. Sorry about this. 
those will be listening to that. I thought, said, yeah, that's right. It's Rivera. Okay. The date sounds right. The name sounds right. As he attempted to advance the Roman Catholic counter-reformation, Rivera was embarrassed by the persistent Protestant identification of the papacy of the Antichrist to counter this. He revived the futuristic interpretation of the Book of Revelations and many other futuristic and dis- despotism of the despotic, what do they call that? Dystopian books as well. You find that Roman Catholic connection, all that too. <clears throat> Who um, would rise in the future? Antichrist would reign for three and one half years. His teaching was embellished with a rebuilding of the Jerusalem, the Temple of Jerusalem, revival of the Levitical law and sacrifices, and plus various Jewish aspects in addition to the holy fulfilled uh, persecution of the church. Oh, by the way, one of the Jewish traditions might be the Sabbath. Kind of a kicker to think that for two, almost 2,000 years, our Lord and Savior confused that issue and denied a way for us to figure it out it's simply and purely. That means all our brothers and sisters in Christ for 2,000 years who haven't been doing it are condemned, are not going to be a God, huh? Oh, that's right, it's not Salvitic, so then why are you pushing it? I don't know. That's right, you want to do it your way. Now going back to the law. The law comes from man. Not God's law, because we can't keep God's law. We've already proven that for a thousand years, and God, that's really God had to come down himself and save us. Have faith in Jesus Christ. No man come unto the Father but through Jesus Christ. His great commandments. Now, if it is about the Sabbath, God, help me to figure it out. If it's not, help me to let go of it. For I cannot be uh, do anything to save my wretched soul. Only you can, Jesus. Only you, my Lord, save Jesus Christ. So. Gant Christ would arrange the yeah, blah, 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 blah. Futuristic interpretation was popularized by uh, Cardinal Bellarmine and became widely accepted within the Romanism. Oh, boy. It also looks like, by the way, folks, a big chunk of what's going on with the Flat Earth Movement came out of Baltimore. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. And we all know about Baltimore in the 1900s or excuse me, the 19th century and uh, the 17th century, and um, better be very suspicious about what comes out of Baltimore, Maryland. <clears throat> Actually, when it comes to science, you better be suspicious about most things that come out of the Roman Empire, and we're part of it. Reformers, quite distinct from the two foregoing schools were for reformers who were, without exception, known as historicists. That is to say, that those who believed in the book of Revelation foretold a perfect sequence of history of Christendom throughout this present evil age from the beginning to the end. Also, the book of Revelation is a revelation of Jesus Christ from his ascension in power to his consummation when he returns in glory. The book of Revelation, as taught by the Reformers, exposed the paramount certainty of the 
the complete failure of both pagan and papal Rome, and especially the other incomplete destruction of the latter. Revelation 17 and 18. <clears throat> Our dispensation of futurism entered the Protestant Christian entered into Protestant Christianity. Reformers to a man and fiercely contested the futuristic thesis propounded by the Jesuit Ribera, who commentary whose commentary on the Book of Revelation is in the Cambridge Library. And all futurist commentaries since then are based on it. However, it was left to another Jesuit, Emmanuel Lacunza, from 1731 to 1801 to complete the deception through his dispensation of futurism entered Protestant Christianity. At the time of the overthrow of the Jerusalem in 70 AD, Rabbi, you ever hear Rabbi? Run. You're not going to be hearing the truth. It's just not. Jaconon Ben Zakade, Ben Zakai, something like that who carried from Jerusalem in the uh, casket of uh, Vespasian, Vespasian, who granted him permission to make his abode in Gemnai near the sea. So Gemnai, yeah, the sea under his brilliant leadership, Judaism was revived and restored Gemnai became the headquarters of world Jewry and remained such for four centuries when it was transferred to Babylonia where a heavy Jewish population had remained since the captivity. Rabbi Jack, uh, I never can pronounce this, Jack uh, Joe Chanon I don't know why Jock Hanan so look at Jokanan ben Zakai, uh, revived the Talmud, and he was known as the Palestinian Talmud, and its compositor were Rabbi, uh, once again, ben Zakai, Akaba, Mer Judah the Great, uh, being Rabbi Judah, whose title was, quote, his Nasi the Prince, and, quote, Babylonia remained the center of the world of Judaism for the next several centuries, but as they became a, quote, state within a state, and, quote, the Persian kings finally rose against her, and some of the leaders were hanged. Talmudic schools were closed, and the striving of Talmudists fled, and the striving Talmudists Talmudists fled, finding refuge in the city of Cordova in Spain. Cordova became the world capital of the Babylonianized Judaism for several centuries. And here Jewry enjoyed her golden age. Jewish influence was felt in both, quote, the church and the state, and, quote, in Spain, thousands of the Jews called 
Maranas joined the Roman Catholic institution while secretly adhering to Judaism, Judo-Christianity. It was against the background of Rabbi Ben Ezer, later wrote in his book, which altered the whole course of the Christian history, posing as a converted Jew under the name of Rabbi Ben Ezra. He was the author of the book called The Coming of the Messiah in Glory and Majesty. And the quote of this book had a profound effect upon the prophetic teachings during the early years of the 19th century. Strange. Uh, of the course to relate he was neither a rabbi or a converted Jew for the startling truth is the June Joseph Ben Ezra was a pseudonym behind which hid the Spanish Jesuit Emmanuel Lacunza <laughs> really this is an interesting uh, idea I never heard of that one I never connected to uh, Ben Ezra and, and Emmanuel Lacunza is the same person. Huh. First time I heard that. Just goes to show you I don't know hardly anything. In his book, Lacunza advanced the holy future, quote, a day of the Lord in the court interpretation of the apocalypse. This was similar to the Ribera's future scheme in which he had tried spike the mighty guns. He had tried spike tried to spike the mighty guns of the Reformation. It was virtually based upon his writings. It was also Lacunza alias Ben Ezra that the two stages theory of the second advent of Jesus Christ owes its origin and some competent historians are of the opinion that its twin theory quote, the secret rapture, end quote, may yet be traced to him. London publication in 1816 of the complete Spanish edition was the prelude to the advent of dispensational futurism. Not long after, Dr. S.R. Maitland, a librarian of the Archbishop of Canterbury, issued a series of pamphlets, a Sanely historic Protestant interpretation of prophecy, and quite evident, evidently based on Ben Ezra or Lacunza, the Jesuit priest, quote, coming in the Messiah in glory and majesty. Majesty, end quote. And this certainly is, is a, a clear. See, the thing is, folks, people will try to say, well, it wasn't to the Jesuits and the Jews came into the. But, uh, the Romish church that the corruption happened. No, it was big corrupt all along. And to deny that tens of millions, enough hundreds of millions of the Romish church killed prior to the Jesuits in the Dark Ages is just being intellectually dishonest. Now, saying that, let me look at today who the Jesuits are, and you know, as I, if, if you get a chance to listen to the previous recording of the debate of. Uh, Eric Phelps and Michael, what's his face, Piper, and Piper saying it's all the, uh, the Zionists, and Phelps saying it's all the the Jesuits. Well, the problem is it's all together. They're all the it's the same institution. It's Judo Christianity. It's not true biblical Christianity we're talking about now. Judo Christianity is not the same thing as biblical Christianity. It's not. 
That's not me being a bigot. It's not me being self-righteous. It's not being a, a fundamental Baptist because I don't belong to any religion. I don't. I don't. You know, it's our organization. I just believe in Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. I don't want to join your group. I don't want to join any group. In fact, what I want to do is expose all of you as being part of the synagogue of Satan, the anti biblical Antichrist, the all led by the serpent. This is what it's come down to, and they're all part of it. Jew, Gentile, well, they're all part of this false Christianity, this false religion. What am I supposed to do? No one's innocent in it. None of us, including myself. I rejected God most of my life. That's the reality. So, but this is also the reality. The reality is, is that this, the new world order was going to be this, the leadership of the blending on top it will be Rome with the subordinate groups and one of its subordinate groups and one of its main subordinate groups are these apostate Jews. These Jews that call themselves Jews but what are not. At the synagogue of Satan. This is the reality. And by the way, there's not a lot of uh, there's an awful lot of Jews who recognize this. True Orthodox Jews who recognize the state of Israel is not biblical, not of God. What they're doing is not of God. God's not recognizing it. And they recognize the state of Israel as a giant concentration camp where a bunch of Jews, millions of them, are going to die eventually. They're going to be sacrificed for Rome along with a bunch of Muslims and a bunch of Protestants and a bunch of everybody and a bunch of nihilists and a bunch of anybody who's not part of the club. And unfortunately, folks, you and I are not part of the club. Now, one of you or two of you are listening might be part of the club. You recognize the truth, but the rest of us, you know what? We're not part of the club. Got to get over it. And so... What profits a man if he gains the whole world but sells his own soul? That's the only thing that Rome can offer. That's all they can offer. Why go down their road? Hey, let them enslave us. Let them beat us. Let them kill us. Let them poison us. Let them do all the things they're doing. They're just condemning themselves for eternity. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. I might say we're not supposed to do something about it. We're not supposed to expose it. We're not supposed to fight it. Well, how do you fight the new world order, which is the old world order? Can you fight it? Well, we have the example in the Old Testament. You let God fight it. Well, how are you going to fight God? Well, how, how's God going to fight it? His way. We put our faith in God. We don't assume that we know what the best outcome is. We let God do that. Well, we're not God. People say, well, you're just you're being a coward and you're backing down. Am I backing down? Am I being a coward? I tell you what, it takes more guts to follow God in this world than it does to go do the opposite. It takes hardly any guts to fight this system. All you're doing is setting yourself up for the slaughter, and that's it. And you're going to kill a lot of other innocent people along the process because you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know God. 
you got it all figured out. Now that you remind you folks, I'm also, as I'm pointing, there's three pointing back at me. I know this. I recognize. I recognize. It comes from this new agey AAA stuff or uh, Alcoholics Anonymous stuff and everything else. But it is a true statement. When you point in your finger, one people, there's two more, three more pointing back at you. Heck, you know what? I got a long ways to go. I think it's a safe bet to put my faith and trust in God, not man. I'm a man. You're a man. That's probably a good idea not to put my faith in us. I'll put my faith in God. And let the chips fall where they may. If God knows best. Anyways, who wants to be around when the, the shit really hits the fan? I mean, who really wants to do that? Do you really want to be around? Do you want to see it all, do you? All right. Where's your sense of compassion, your love for your fellow human beings and everything else? When the androids and the, this singularity, this transhumanism thing goes full swing, it's just we're just seeing it happening. In which the average person will not be allowed to exist anyways. Will end up being cattle, like on the ranch. Even worse than it was when they were freaking in the dark ages and just chattel. Now we're going to be actually cattle. That's a mad place we live in. Makes me just sick of my stomach. All these godless nihilistic fools out there making their drones and their androids and thinking, look at how great I am. I'm making, I'm making real meaning out of my life. You know, if somebody used to be an artist and a musician, I know damn well what it's like to be driven by ego and self. And yeah, Satan and his minions, they'll bless you with all sorts of things. Believe me. You'll feel like you're on top of the world. A world that's a giant dung heap. A world which you didn't even know it looks like. Isn't that ironic? And this one thing I'm learning this week is to realize that I have no idea really what the world looks like. And I'm not alone. You don't either. Oh, yeah. You don't. You have no idea what it looks like. The images that quote-unquote come from space aren't legit. Not a one. So now where are we at with all this? You don't know what this world looks like. The same people have lied to you about everything else under the sun. Of course, that which they worship with you and the sun. They lied to you about even how the world looks. The truth is, we don't know. Is it flat? Is it a pancake? Is it a long strip of bacon-ish looking thing? I don't know. You don't know either. You have zero clue. That's the truth. Oh, you have all the expertise and all the knowledge. You went to school. You watched History Channel. You read your books. You listened to Carl Sagan. You have everything all figured out, don't you? Except for one thing. You actually haven't seen it for yourself, have you? There is a reason why God gave us two eyes. Other members of the Anglo-Catholic party, such as 
de Burgh, Newman, and others were naturally attracted to it. In 1827, Edward Irving, a Scottish Presbyterian minister, who was based in London, translated the whole work into English. It is a striking thing that a short time after this eloquent Irving was stirring the metropolis as a with flaming oratory, he preached the quote secret rapture end of quote later in London, the congregation of Edward Irving there broke out a serious series of emotional exhibitions which included the communication of ecstatic utterances. One of these was to have widespread results. For soon after 1830, a woman, while speaking in tongues, announced, quote, the revelation, end quote, that the true church would be caught up, raptured to heaven. Before the tribulation, before Christ returned to earth, Edward Irving was deposed from the ministry and died in 1834, but not before his, quote, pre-tribulism, pre-tribulationism quote had been introduced at the power court meeting Dr. Tegelis tells us quote I am not aware that there was a definite teaching that there would be a secret rapture of the church at a secret coming until this was given forth as an utterance in Mr. Irving's church from that was there received as being the voice of the spirit, but what the brilliant thought tragically misguided Irving regarded as the voice of the spirit was nothing more than the spirits of the Jesuits, which he himself so lately aroused. Indeed, the entire congregation was later to defect to Roman Catholicism. Ah, imagine that's what the goal has always been all along, huh? Meanwhile, the young John Nelson Darby, a former Church of Ireland clergyman and extreme Anglo-Catholic, had not remained unaffected by what was happening. At the famous prophetic conference first at Albury Park, Dublin in 1825, the powerhouse, power court house. In 1829, Darby met up with the leaders of the Brethren movement, the Irvinites, the Irvinites, the exclusive Brethren, the exclusive movement, the De Borg and others who had been influenced by Ben Ezra's book, Jay and Darby, emerged as a powerful expositor and authority on prophetic matters. Run for the hills, folks. Run for the hills where you see someone like that. The conferences were unanimous in the expectation of a future Antichrist. Darby, whose course had taken an evangelical turn was later to succeed in infusing the diverse elements of this new quote futurism end quote into the scheme of his own which he liked to call quote dispensational truth end quote 
But though it is often claimed that he recovered, quote, the truth, in the quote, of the two stages of the secret rapture concept of the second advent, the hard fact is that he borrowed these from the Roman Catholic Jesuit priest named Manuel Lacunza. Man, Lacunza was a real busy guy, wasn't he? And his uh, eccentric disciple, uh, Edward Irving, John Nelson Darby, was followed by Dr. C. I. Schofield, which, by the way, he man, how did he get to be a doctor? Was he a doctor in uh, fraud, a doctor in uh, deception? What I mean, this guy was a, a he was a, a, a con artist, and literally millions of Americans think he's the greatest thing since was Jesus. They had no idea who this man really was. His own past, he, coming from Michigan, just up the border from where I live, going all the way down to all places. St. Louis, Missouri, to marry himself a Roman Catholic woman and have a bunch of kids from her, or not a bunch, but three, I think it was, and then run off, run from her and just get the heck out and then become what he became, a fine tool of Satan and the Antichrist. Oh, the Jesuits must be proud of that, that their creation of Dr. C.I. Schofield. Mm. Who compiled what is known as the Schofield Reference Bible? Dr. Schofield was born in 1843 and entered a legal profession and was practicing law at the time when he was an absolute crook. At the uh, of his con- conversion uh, uh, in the 36th year of his age, Three years later, he abandoned his work and was ordained a congressional, congregational council. Some years later, with the assistance of the electoral board consisting of devoted Christian leaders, was produced the Schofield Reference Bible. Well, that was actually in 1909, revised in 1917. But i got to give that to him right after the war now, don't you? And it was... Um, Schofield left his wife, don't forget. A couple wives, didn't he? <laughs> it's one thing if your wife leaves you, it's nothing. You would leave them. Not to say that at the end of the day, it's always the worst thing, but he left him and his kids, and his wife and his kids, and didn't pay a cent for them. Back then, when you left your wife, you left her. Everything. Three years later, he abandoned his. Okay, yeah, Christian leader. Okay. Three years later, Venezuela's assistant board, consisting of devoted Christian leadership, was produced in the Schofield Reference Bible. It was first published in 1909 and revised in 1917 again. In more recent years, it is the Bible of dispensationalists and has been criticized by those who labor and the churches, as well as those of missionary field of the world, as, quote, theories that are making the oral teachings of our Lord of no effect and that are blighting the blighting Bible study all over the world. <sighs> Many are 
forced to leave prophecy alone for fear of confusing dispensational applications. Perhaps the worst feature of dispensationalism is that it took on all who do not hold its viewpoint as heretics and religious liberals and moderates who deny the Bible altogether. Godly ministers have been excommunicated for the denominations. Devoted missionaries have been dropped by missionary boards and Sunday school teachers, and unquestionable orthodoxy has been dismissed simply because they have come to have reservations about the scriptural soundness of the Darby Schofield innovations. Little wonder that Alexander Rees speaks of them as, quote, theories that are blighting Christian fellowship all over the world, end of quote. Thus, Rabira and Ben Ezra have succeeded beyond their wildest dreams for the attention of thousands of Protestants became deflected for, from the papacy and the future infidel antichrist is looked for and the historic Protestant view handed down by the reformers is despised by many this these are the hard facts of the history of the protestants saturated by Ribera's futurism and Schofield's dispensationalism it is not the protestantism of the reformers and has thus opened the door to protestant protestant roman dialogue and the return to of the Protestants to the Roman fold via the ecumenical movement and the World Council of Churches. Protestant church, churches of this day are not dispensational futurists in their theological makeup, but few will use the Book of Revelations as did the famous reformers. What a great loss to our cause, Christian scholar H. Grattan Guinness in the 1880s said the futurist interpretation is Roman Catholic and unscriptural. And quote. Another Protestant futurist preacher and a DD at that admitted that the futurist dispensational school of prophecy was indeed founded by Roman Catholic Jesuits, but says, quote, but he says, quote, what next? And so are the mass and purgatory scriptural. How unthinkable. A Welsh Baptist evangelist, Reverend J.G. Morgan, said, quote, Futurism is of the darkest of hell itself, of the darkness of hell itself, end quote. Dr. Howard Taylor, son of J. Hudson Taylor, founder of the China Inland Mission, said, quote, how many Protestant preachers can believe the Roman Catholic-inspired scheme of revelation and pass all passes all comprehension? Dispensation of futurism is a colossal fraud and is still confusing Protestants and sheltering pap the papacy. Our Lord Jesus said not one word of rapturing the church away in secret seven years before his appearing or of his returning the second time to give the world when all will be converted. He did say, quote, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to every man according to his works, end of quote, Revelations 22, 12. His word tells us that the second advent is the, 
is in judgment, for he comes in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who knew not God and who obeyed not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Thessalonians 1, verses 7 through 9. And his word also tells us, quote, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burnt up, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation godliness, looking forward hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being of fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Second Peter three ten through twelve, our Lord never promised any future glory to this world, but only a fiery bath of destruction when all will be destroyed in readiness for the new heavens and new earth. Second Peter 3.13 All Christless doctrines are false. No matter how many good men and eminent Bible teachers endorse them, the Canadian ICCC defender of the faith, Dr. T. T. Shields, said, quote, futures Dispensational doctrines are figments of the imagination. I class them as heresies, end of quote. Christ is not coming the second time to give the unsaved a second chance in the second era of mercy for mankind. When Christ comes, the day of judgment comes and the time ends. And those list of verses. Most of the reformers with Calvin, the Puritans, Whitefield, Spurgeon, Warfield, Matthew Henry are all in company of renowned Christian men who utterly refuted the false theory of any of an earthly Jewish kingdom. It was considered that Augustine, when was the most gifted theologian since apostate days, in his book quote, the city of God, end quote, he so laid the Jewish kingdom ghost that it did not raise its head for hundreds of years and was not revived until Ribeiro. Reformation and the confusion of faith. As the Reformation spread into the various countries of Europe, these nations drew up their various confessions of faith. The Osberg Confession. This German confession was drawn up by uh, Melanchthon and approved by Luther and was submitted to the rulers and emperors of Germany and the Lutheran Church. It, among other things, condemned millennialism as a Jewish opinion, rejected it along with other Anabaptist nations. Uh, English confession of Edward VI. From this came the 39 articles of the English Church and also condemned the millennialism in these terms. Those who attempt to revive the fables of the millennialists opposed the sacred scripture and threw themselves long, headlong into Jewish absurdities. Calvin's institutes, institutions, excuse me, 
In the chapter on final resurrection, he wrote, quote, that Satan had endeavored to corrupt the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead by various fictions, and the quote, and added, quote, not to mention that he began to oppose it in the days of the Apostle Paul, and not long after arose the millennianism, the millennianism, the millennarians, <laughs> I can never say that, millennarians, who limited Christ's reign to 1,000 years. Their fiction is too imperial to require or deserve refutation. Yeah, Christ's reign is for all eternity. He's God, remember that? This confusion was uh, 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 adopted by Belgium and Holland and regarded the second advent of Christ said, quote, that it will not take place until the full number of the elect is complete, end of quote. Thus guarded against the premillennium scheme, namely that there will be people saved after Christ comes for his own. You can see that in the Bible anywhere. The second Helvet Confession, quote, we are to believe that at the last day there shall be a general resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust, when they are found alive in a moment shall be changed in the self-same bodies of the dead, which are laid in the grave, being then again united to their soul forever shall be raised by the power of Christ immediately after the resurrection shall follow the general and final judgment of the angels and men in the day of the hour whereof no man knoweth. Let all may, that all may watch and pray and be ever ready for the coming of the Lord. End of quote. And it goes Acts 24, 15, 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 through 53, 1 Thessalonians 4, 15 through 17, and John 5, 28 through 29. In the light of the foregoing array of evidence from the Reformation confusions of faith, or confusions, confessions of faith, it is evident that there is not one line of support for the dispensational Jewish kingdom heresy. And it is not surprising when its advocates attack the ministry, the church, and the denomination to which one may belong. Says one dispensationalist, quote, Christendom is dark and a dreadful anomaly. It is the corruption of the very best thing, therefore is the very worst corruption. It is the masterpiece of Satan. The corruption of the truth of God is a destroyer of the souls of men. It is a trap, a snare, a stumbling block, the darkest moral blot in the universe of God. It is worse by far than Judaism, worse by far than all the darkest forms of paganism. Well, that's a heck of a statement, isn't it? Then again, referring to the ministry, this same writer says, quote, we most certainly should keep clear of the evil of clericalism against this dreadful thing we solemnly warn our readers. No human language could possibly depict the evil of it. 
And the quote, referring to the church, the same writer says, quote, the church has failed utterly. It has fallen from its high and, and uh, halt position. Halt position. It is under judgment. It cannot be cheered by the church's proper hope but is threatened by the world's terrible doom. Again, but alas, the professing church is sunk lower and became darker than even the world itself, quoted from papers of the Lord's coming by H, excuse me, CHM and published by Mooney Press, page, pages 42, 82, and 87. So we see that dispensationalism is directly opposed to the ministry of the, of the denominational church. It is rightly defined by Dr. J.G. Voss, quote, as that false system of the Bible interpretation by the writing of N. Excuse me, J. N. Darby and Schofield Reference Bible, which divides the history of man into seven distinct periods of dispensation, and affirms that each period God deals with the human race on the ba- ba- uh, basis of one specific principle. Apart from the above, dispensationalists claim, proclaim the restoration of the state of Israel, along with all the trappings of Judaism. Dr. Patrick Fairbanks states that, quote, this doctrine was foreign to Christian theology during the first 17 years, 1700 years of the church's existence. The fundamental teaching of the New Testament was what led the fathers with one voice and all Christian writers down to the 17th century to reject the Jewish expectation, both of the territorial restoration and revived Judaism. Now I see why God had me play that audio of the debate between Piper and Phelps. And if you listen to this, if you listen to this and you listen to that, and combining, you realize, ah, due to Christianity, is not the true thing as biblical Christianity. It's not the same thing. Due to Christianity, gave us the Jesuits and the state of Israel. False Christianity, Romanism. A bunch of pagans trying to tell us how worship God how to read the word of God instead of just reading the word of God and worshiping God on our own praying our clauses to him don't make a big deal about it don't make a public spectacle if you find someone who does do that you better run they're entertaining us you can find half those people if not more of them within probably five years of them making that public entertainment they're no longer Christians as well many of them become Catholics the idea of Israel's restoration has been injected into Christian doctrine by the extreme literalist school of the Bible interpretation, who, in the words of Gregory of Nice, have, quote, enveloped their heart with the Jewish veil, end quote. The hope of the Talmudic Israel 
has become the keystone to the prophetic scheme of the modern dispensationalism as represented by such men as J.N. Darby and C.I. Schofield. Those men must both have been demon-possessed all the way. The dispensationalism, or the dispensationalist, is blinded to a truth basic in Christian theology, namely that the church is the proper sphere of prophecy. The graces among the Bible exegetes, 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 make the church a parenthesis between two Jewish dispensations, namely that the law and the kingdom, a well-known American dispensationalist, Dr. L. Spencer, is it uh, Kafer, Kafer? That's Kafer, that's what it is. Or Chafer. Sperry Chafer, what a name. Sperry, Dr. L. Sperry Chafer. <sighs> wrote, quote, that after the Christian dispensation had run its course, there will be a regathering of Israel and the restoration of Judaism. From book quoted dispensational by Lauren Botter, Lorraine Botner, page 413. <clears throat> Don't trust a woman. <laughs> the heresy of dispensationalism results from the lack of proper understanding of the nature of the old covenant and its relation to the new. I'm sorry about that. Don't trust women, but really you should when it comes to scripture, scriptural truths, the word of God. It's a bad combination. I have not seen it good. I have never seen it good once. It starts out that way, seeming that way, until you start realizing how many of them are false teachers. Every one of them. There hasn't been one yet that I haven't seen that wasn't a false teacher. He would end up being a uh, writing books or being a priest, a preacher, a preacher, a preacher, whatever they call them, a priestess, <laughs> of the priestcraft, a witch. There's the dispensational result in a lack of proper understanding of the nature of the covenant and its relation to the new. The dispensationalists have never properly evaluated the change of governments at the Calvary. Reverend Clarence Lark, one of the best known of all dispensations, wrote, quote, The new covenant has not been made. It is to be made with Israel after they get back to their own land. It is promised in Jeremiah. <laughs> 31, 30, 1 through 37. That, by the way, was written, what? During the exile into Babylon, some, what, two, three thousand years ago, about a different time, many, 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 many hundreds of years ago, and has nothing to do with today, period. For anybody to say that Jeremy 31 has anything to do with today as well, they're, they're a liar. They're a flat-out liar. And there's a lot of you out there, millions of you, that are flat-out lying because, you know what, you didn't bother to research it. You didn't bother to question your leaders who serve for the Antichrist, who serve Antichrist, the biblical historical antichrist, the papacy. 
The unconditional uh, and all covered in millennium, a millennial, a millennium, and a new heaven and earth. <laughs> she dismisses the truths, 151, and again, God has been trying to set up a visible kingdom on this earth ever since the creation of man, but when 600 years of the time of the Gentiles had run to their course, God again made an attempt to set up his kingdom on earth, and the angel gave announced to many uh, the birth of the king. And 30 years later, John the Baptist preached the king, uh, preached the kingdom is at hand. The king manifest did likewise later by 12, then the 70 proclaimed the same thing, but the king was rejected and crucified and set up uh, the kingdom was set, the setting up of the kingdom was postponed, dispensational truth. <clears throat> what is the traditional and orthodox position regarding the biblical interpretation? Oh, we will we'll definitely read this one, that's for sure. <laughs> In the last bit was a bunch of dookie. This is well stated in the writings of the following. D. Witt wrote, quote, The Old Testament is a great prophecy, a great type of him who was to come and has come. Dr. L. Burkhoff wrote, quote, The theoretic, the theocratic nation itself was merely a type of a spiritual reality of a better day, therefore destined to vanish as soon as the antitype made its appearance. The restoration of the ancient theocracy in the future would simply mean the, the reoccurrence of the type, the kingdom of God. Page 170, Charles Haddon Spurgeon says, in any part of the Christian church, all national distinctions are swept away, and we are no more foreigners or strangers, but fellow citizens of the saints in the household of God. Ephesians 2, 12-22. God has leveled all the Gentiles. He has given us all blessings which belong to Abraham's seed. Oh, what a blessing it is that all national and ceremonial distinctions have gone down with, gone down, the Jews, and made them stand in the same class forever. And Christ is all in all who believe in him. Dr. G. Campbell Morgan wrote, I am convinced that all the promises made to Israel have found our finding and will find their fulfillment in the church. It is true that in the past, in my experience, expositions, I gave a definite place to Israel and the purpose of God. I have now come to the conviction, as I have just said, that it is the new spiritual Israel that is intended, i.e. the Church of Jesus, the Messiah, the glorious promise as found in Psalms 72, Isaiah 60, 63, Ezekiel uh, chapters 37, 38, Zechariah chapters 10 and 14 prefigured the Lord Jesus and his people in the new Israel. The church in the Christian era, God has excommunicated the Jewish nation and Christ will never again be found within the, a Jewish temple. Amen to that. Professor J.I. Packard, M.A.D.P.H., a Bristol College of Bristol College, says, "Quote: Dispensationalism, dispensationalism is a monstrosity." End of quote. 
Dr. H.C. Slade, ex-president of the ICCC, said, quote, the dispensational doctrines do indeed present a serious problem to the Christian churches. Some of these doctrines are nothing short of heresy, end of quote. Dr. W. Perkesser, uh, Perk Perkesser, the Pasadonia Bible Institute said, quote, dispensationalism is one of the most in, in genius, ingenious systems of interpretation ever devised to invade the plain statement of God's holy word, end of quote. Professor F. Bruce, M.A.D.D., the open brother and evangelical scholar, wrote, quote, the Darby Schofield influence has not been for the good of the Brethren movement. There are many Brethren today who are neither futurist nor dispensationist. The Schofield Bible is short through is shot through with dispensationalism. End of quote. Mr. Philip Murrow Monroe, a American lawyer, said dispensationalism may be fascinating as a work of art, but as a revelation, it rests upon the foundation of sand. The entire system of dispensational teaching is modernistic in the strictest sense. It is modernism, moreover, of the pernicious sort, such that it must be it must have a Bible of its own, the Schofield Reference Bible, for the propagation of its peculiar doctrine, since they are not found in the Word of God. It should be quite clear from the above that there is not sufficient scriptural ground for the expectation of a, a millennial millennium. And the Bible favors the idea that the present spiritual kingdom of God will be followed immediately by the kingdom of God in its consummate and eternal form. The kingdom of Jesus Christ is represented as the eternal and not the temporal kingdom. Thank goodness for that. Well, there's another thing that, you know, the Seventh-day Adventist, they priest says, millennialism, you know, you got to kick that out as well. For that, uh, the entire into the to enter into the kingdom of the future is to enter upon the eternal state, eternal life, to be saved. This is the most universal, widely accepted view, and the only one that is either expressed or implied in the great historical confessions of the church, and has always been the pre prevalent view in the reform circles. Therefore, let us earnestly contend for the faith once delivered uh, for the faith once delivered to the saints. We be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive. Let us not give heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth, but speak of things which become sound doctrine showing incorruptness, gravity, and sound speech, which cannot be condemned. Thus we should live soberly, righteously, godly in the present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, 
that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works, seeing therefore that we are compassed about by so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and sin doth so easily beset us and run with patience the race, with patience the race, that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And I want to thank, once again, uh, uh, Walter Stickle for sending this to me and numerous other people. It wasn't to me particularly. He wasn't thinking about me particularly. As he's flat off rejecting me over the Sabbath issue thing, but I'm still grateful to get this email and it's great to share with people about the dispensation of futurism, its lie and deception, its origins, and how it came straight from Rome. And the connection one more, more again with Rome, the Jesuits and the state of Israel, and the, this corrupted state that we call the United States of America. And everything else is a problem in this world. As they serve Satan himself, the Society of Satan himself, the Society of Jesuits. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, hopefully, tomorrow, once again, we'll have Greg Anthony on. Uh, if it's an interview at 1 p.m., if he, we talked, we had a little bit of a email exchange, and it's an investigative journal, and he's also on First Amendment Radio. And I'm interested to hear his his take on things and what's going on in the world today, um, what's going on with the September 23rd, how he sees things. Uh, we have a lot of agreement. Uh, we don't have to agree on everything in our fellowship. Like so many other people feel this can't be the case, but they don't understand what it means to be equally yoked. <laughs> so I guess it's best at the end of the day that they go their own way. Anyways, well, Guest 3, thanks for hanging in there. I hope you got something. Got any comments, Guest 3? Anything you would like to say about the origins of dispensational futurism or anything else for that matter? Are you even still there? I don't know. Sorry, that's, if anybody's if this is your first time plugging into the show or listening to it, it's uh, generally it's the show about listening. Very <laughs> Tomorrow should be an interesting show. Once again, it's 1 p.m. Eastern. I'm having an interview, a recorded interview at least, with Greg uh, Anthony, and uh should be interesting. Um, I don't know him personally, but I, I have listened to numerous of his recordings, and um, seems to be an interesting fellow. Should be the next next Saturday. Hopefully, if it works out, I'll be with uh, Johnny. Sarucci, and that would be pretty good. Did I say his name right? I don't think I did. Sarucci. Sarucci, yeah, I did Sarucci. And, um, he's got that book, Illuminati Unmasked. He's got his own, uh, podcast show. Uh, 
was it resisted rising and uh I like Johnny. Yeah, he speaks like a truck driver, I don't care. I really don't care if a man speaks like a truck driver. He really believes in Jesus Christ, he believes in the Lord of God. Um, that's all and he recognizes who the enemy is. What do I care if he speaks like a I'm a big boy, I can handle it. <laughs> Anyways, cursing has something in the Bible has something nothing to do with whether you lay up F bomb once in a while. So um yeah, so here we go. Uh, the origins of dispensational futurism. Well, it came straight from the Jesuits and the Jews. Well, quite the Jesuits, it turns out to be. <laughs> what a mess. I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ, not putting my faith in any man. And, uh, yeah, maybe later on this evening I do another recording and get back to doing that um, Washington and Laparome type of thing. I never really got a chance to really get into it that much last night's show. So, so with that, I'm going to take a break now because we're going at it for an hour and 40 minutes. God bless. Take care, everybody. We will hear this. Who has heard this? Oh, cool. That'd be cool. Who is guest? Who are you, guest three? Who is this? Is this is is this somebody I know? You sound like a... maybe email. Okay. Who are you, guest three? Do I know you? <laughs> oh yes, it's Andrew. Of course, it's Andrew. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? It's that's I I thought so, but I didn't want to assume so. Yeah, it should be an interesting show. So, anyways, finally the last four shows have popped up. I've, I did four shows and uh, recorded them, but they never recorded, quote unquote, recorded on talk shows. And so they finally popped up today. So, and uh, it's an interesting week, hasn't it been, Andrew? Trying to all the things we learn. Oh, interesting, interesting. So, all right, my friend, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it. It's good hearing from you. Good to know you're listening. So, God bless and take care. Okay. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.